Uh, or any place. Just search KCAA on Google Play or in the Apple Store. One touch and you can listen on your car radio, Bluetooth device, Android Auto, or Apple CarPlay. Catch the KCAA buzz in your earbuds or on the streets. Celebrating 25 years of talk, news, and excellence with our new KCAA app. Just do it and download it. KCAA. Celebrating 25 years. KCAA Radio, Loma Linda, where no listener is ever left behind. You're listening to an encore presentation of this program, KCAA, the Inland Talk Express. Welcome to Building Solid Foundations. I'm your host, Steve Matley. We come to you on KCAA Radio all over Southern California on 1050 AM. If you want to check us out and you're not able to see us live, go to the KCAA archives or better yet, go to one of our streaming channels. Building Solid Foundations channel is on Roku. It's on Amazon Fire. It is on the Android app. You can also catch us on any of a couple of dozen podcast platforms as well. And we show up on YouTube. So check us out anytime you have a chance. And today we are going to be talking with Lori Davis. Lori Davis is a mentor, an entrepreneur, an educator, certified empowerment facilitator, and an author. Uh, She comes to us from Alberta, Canada. Started her business at the age of 12. That was her first business to help support her family. She took time out to receive her education and worked 15 years in the public school system and then left that to pursue entrepreneurial goals. And she's never gone back. That was 38 years ago. She is the founder and CEO of Self Worth The Missing Link, a series of over 600 workshops that Lori authored to support others with their healing, learning, personal and professional development. So she is an educator like I am, both in the um, formal world and the informal world, the business development world. Lori has worked internationally with her products expanding across all cultures. She serves adults, youth, young children, and the repair and restoration of their self-worth. And she's worked virtually since 2002, well ahead of the pandemic trend, 20 years ahead of that, and as well over 25,000 hours delivering her workshops online. Uh, obviously an early adopter. She has been in the broadcasting since 1998 and presently hosts her own television show with the E360 TV five days a week. Her last book was a number one international best-selling compilation book called Ignite the Entrepreneur, where she was invited to submit a chapter alongside with 34 other international entrepreneurs. The books in its first day reached international status in eight categories. She is the director of the very first Canadian network of GSFE, that is the Global Society of Female Entrepreneurs. And by the way, you may not have known this, I am a member of the Global Society of Female Entrepreneurs. I'm, I guess I'm the token male of the group. Uh, over the years, Lori has accumulated a multitude of awards for her work in the world. Welcome, Lori. It's great to have you on Building Solid Foundations. How are you up in Canada? Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction. And uh, actually, it's quite beautiful here. We've had above zero temperatures now for about three weeks. Snow is melting and uh, really doesn't make me want to go to California right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, and it's, and you know, Canada is a beautiful place. It does obviously have a little more severe winters than we have, especially in Southern California, where severe winter in San Diego is when the temperature drops below 60 degrees and the wind comes up. We all grab our parkas and complain a lot. And then, of course, in the summer, anything over 80 is considered too hot to even exist. So we are definitely weather wimps down here. And we do see a lot of Canadians in the um, in the winter down here. We see lots of Canadians, especially like in Palm Springs area. See a lot of a lot of oh, yeah, that come sure. down the snowbirds, yes, and yeah, and that's that's a, that's a good way to deal with to deal with things is to uh, be where it's nice at different times of the year. You go wherever it's nice at that time, and enjoy it. So welcome, Lori. So so you are an entrepreneur. So you worked in the public school system, I assume, in Canada. Oh yes, East yeah, Coast. Okay, many years ago, East, East Coast, Coast of Canada. Canada. So, so in um, Quebec, Quebec or in Toronto? Um, no, east, 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 east on the on the water, like Atlantic. Newfoundland. 
Yeah, Nova Scotia. Nova, Nova Scotia. Scotia. Okay. That's my home. Probably. Oh, is it? Okay. So yeah. that's close to uh, Anna Green Gables territory. Uh, oh, yes, there. yes. Yes. Absolutely. My kids loved, loved that book. And they, oh. you know, it's like <laughs> they, they set that as, you know, life goal mission to visit the place sort of a thing. Oh, you know? yes. Yes. And and for their age, you know, in the uh, late 80s, they made an entire uh, like mini series, television series out of the book that had a big following. And my daughters just absolutely loved that stuff. So, yeah, so very familiar with that. I've never been there myself. That's on a list of places I would like to go at some point. But um, and so now you're in uh, basically Western Central Canada, I would say. Yeah, Western. Yeah. Yes. There's only yeah, one province left west, and that's British Columbia. Right. right. We, we border on the state of Montana. So yeah, you're, you're, the, you're the Rockies, the Rockies yes. state there in mm -hmm. Canada. So um, for those of us uh, down here on the, the south end, it would be kind of the uh, Utah, Colorado type area is, is where that is in Canada. The Rocky Mountains and all the ski resorts. And, of course, home of the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames uh, and from the hockey and the uh, Calgary Stampede. So that that's where that is. So how is... Um, you, you worked in public education, I assume K-12, that's right, the, the yes. elementary schools. Um, and that, I'm assuming, is what gave you the basis for what you're doing now, which is you're still an educator. You're just educating in the private sector. So um, why, why did you choose teaching? What, what, what led you down that path? Well, actually, I didn't really want to be a teacher. I wanted to be an interior designer. Oh, okay. In the, when you were a woman in the 60s picking a career, you either chose nursing, teaching, or at the best, a hairstylist. And of course, my family didn't have the means or the way to fund that because in order to get a degree back then in interior design, you had to go to Toronto. And this is a long way from home for me. And uh, I got a scholarship to the Nova Scotia Teachers College and that was my option. So that's where I went. And it wasn't really by choice. It was by design, I guess, because out of there came lots of benefits. And I'll say the irony there is I, I work right now. I run a construction management program for an architecture college in San Diego. One of the programs they have is interior architecture and design, which is overwhelmingly female students. The vast majority of the interior designers are, in fact, female now that I see. So... I guess that's just, we're all, I guess, to some degree victims of the era in which we come from. That is correct. <laughs> so, but, but it worked out. So you went into teaching and were you teaching uh, like kindergarten, first, third grade, or were you teaching kind of more of the fifth, sixth grader, older kids? Well, I did K, I did kindergarten for six years and immediately as soon as I started my career, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be the boss. So I started applying for administrative positions and I was okay. really young and female in the 70s. And well, that was a no-no. Um, so eventually I did get a position and they came to me and said, well, if you're gonna be the vice principal of the school, you can't be teaching kindergarten. You'll have to move up to grade six. Okay, yeah, get the top grade at that okay. point, yes. Now let's see, I, now I went to uh, public schools in the 70s and there I believe all the principals were in fact male, however, I, I was put in a private school, a Catholic school. And in a Catholic school, guess which gender the principal is? There are none, right? That's who runs the school. So if you want to be a female teacher in the 70s, you have to join the, the convent, is the, how that worked. Well, actually, the two people who ran my school were the janitor and the secretary. That since, Yeah, the janitor tends to run more things than people know. <laughs> you became yeah. very good friends with them. <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, they know where everything is, and the janitor gets you all your supplies. And if you want to have chalk for your chalkboard, you know you got to be in good. <laughs> Otherwise, someone else gets in. Yeah. yeah. So so you, you uh, worked in... Was that? You're right. It was a great foundation. You were right. It was a great foundation. And, and if you can... So working in college, um, one thing I learned is uh, I worked at a school where we had just a couple of really fantastic general education instructors at the college. They both had been kindergarten teachers. And I learned if you can teach kindergartners, you can teach adults. Because kindergartens, kindergartners do not have very good attention spans. They get distracted by everything, and they need to be fully engaged at all times. And guess what? Adults, pretty much the same formula. Yes, that is correct. So, so if you can teach kindergarten, that's a great foundation for being able to teach anybody uh, in an interpersonal and engaging manner. 
Uh, kindergartners will let you know very quickly when they're bored with the lesson plan. <laughs> okay, so so you started that, and then you went into um, your own your own private business of teaching. Uh, so so what prompts that? Why did you decide to? Because usually public education is considered sort of a safe, very steady, solid career. Uh, most people they're good for life as long as they don't do anything really crazy or radical. They they can stay there, get a great pension. Um, they get lots of government holidays off and those things. So what, what makes you go out of there into the high risk world of running your own operation and, and all the, um, everything's on you now. Mm -hmm. Well, I had the opportunity to join, uh, and everybody knows this company, uh, Mary Kay Cosmetics. Oh, yes. I was still, I was still teaching and I got invited to a presentation, skincare presentation. And I refused the invitation like five, six times before I actually said, oh, all right, I'll go, but it's not my thing. Okay. And I went and the young lady who did the presentation, I thought, wow, they're teaching us how to do this. I, I, I'm all over that. So I asked her if they were looking for people and she said, um, I'm just new, I don't know. But anyway, I made, long story short, I made the right calls and. So I started with that organization very part-time because I was very busy and uh, my husband was very politically active. So we were, had a busy life and I thought, well, you know, I just want to do this for fun. Well, 18 months later, I was driving my first pink Cadillac to school. That's pretty quick to move up to that level. That's one of the higher levels. part-time cosmetic business. And I thought, this is a no-brainer for me because it's about teaching. And I could teach people how to sell better than I could sell. So I ended up being with that company for 12 years. And that's where I acquired a lot of great skills in marketing, selling myself. And Mary Kay was still alive back then and would make trips to Canada because they were opening up Canada. And I was part of that team. So that was a, another huge part of my foundation. So my formal education was only just the first bit. Then I did that. And then I thought, wow, I learned things about myself I didn't even know. So we're going to take a short break and we're going to, so we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and finish up this story. So now we know the base, the, the foundation and the basis for, for how you got to where you are. And that's, that's always important to know where that came from. So. Uh, we are going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Lori Davis. Uh, she is an entrepreneur, educator, and empowerment facilitator, and an author. This is Building Solid Foundations. I'm your host, Steve Matley. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Fire Up Connect is the most innovative business networking group. Supporting and collaborating with a dozen of small businesses that are interested in building and establishing strong business connections. Hosting educational live seminars while carrying out business and community-driven projects, as well as marketing programs as a part of its membership program. FireUp Connect also offers virtual assistance with a wide range of services including, inbound customer support, chat support, appointment setting and email management, graphic designing video editing, web design and development, social media marketing, e-commerce solution, content writing and much more. For more information, head on over to www.fireupconnect.com. Fire Up Connect, helping success stories unfold every day. This is Steve Matley. Join me every Thursday at 3 p.m. right here on KCAA for Building Solid Foundations Radio Talk Show. I spent decades as a professional construction manager, business owner, real estate developer, and a college educator, and I enjoy learning new things from other people. We talk a lot about real estate, business, and finance, but we cover a diverse range of other topics as well. Some of the topics we've discussed in the past few months include real estate investing, leadership, higher education, ADUs, marketing using technology, multifamily rental properties, business strategy, entrepreneurship. You never know who may show up or what they may talk about. So join us right here on KCAA for Building Solid Foundations Radio. Hi, this is Jim McLaughlin with Effective Action Consulting, and I've been a member of Fire Up Connect for gosh, probably three years now. And what I really like about Fire Up Connect is the unique model 
that we go through, that we follow the agenda, so to speak, in the meeting that really has us uh, get engaged and involved with each other uh, in, in the meetings. It's not that we're individuals, it's that we're all really working together to better um, ourselves, our businesses, and the community through the projects that, that we work on. So I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to network with people in this environment. And it's really um, impacted my business in a big way. So take a look. Welcome back to Building Solid Foundations. I am your host, Steve Matley. We are today talking with Lori Davis. Lori Davis is an educator. She is an empowerment coach. She is an author. And she was telling us about her background in educating people. And she was telling us how she originally learned as a instructor starting in kindergarten and working up into sixth grade and then joined the Mary Kay organization. And I will say uh, Mary Kay is an organization I've always thought was fantastic. Obviously, I was not part of it. Um, I wasn't their demographic, but they had um, I worked at a school where we had we were larger than our space allowed. So we rented an adjacent office park building. And one of the units in there next across from where our classroom was, was the Mary Kay Training Center. And so whatever lady owned that particular part of Mary Kay and had her, her group, uh, she would almost every day of the week have ladies in there learning how to do makeovers, learning how to sell, doing rallies. They were noisy and having a lot of fun in there. And you'd see all the different people and their different, uh, different, different uh, jackets or outfits depending on the rank and then must have been I don't know at least 15 pink Cadillacs parked outside of different shapes and sizes so obviously she had built herself a really good team because I know the Cadillac doesn't come until you've achieved pretty well so uh, that's a great organization okay so after Mary Kay and the school um, what's the next step on your road into getting into your own business well I left the company in 1992 and at that time I met my current husband, Ron, and uh, he was in the aircraft industry and getting ready to retire. And I was between careers and he just asked me the question. So what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And I said, I've always had a dream of owning my own private training company and doing school my way. And he said, well, let's just do it. And uh, we did it. And we just opened our doors for business. That was in July the 2nd, 1992, and we've been in business ever since. And it, it's so, well, you get to teach your way, meaning you know what you need to do, you know what the what your target students or audience need from you, and you don't have to worry about going through the system, the process, the formula, the templates. You, you, you kind of know what works for them and can implement that. Is that right? Well, because of my background, though, Steve, I... I don't believe in uh, I don't believe in not having hardcore curriculum backing it up okay. and educational principles backing it up. That's so right. I could pull from that, and to date we have over 700 workshops to support people in their learning, healing, personal, and professional development. And I started out with 10 workshops, and I had a I started with two friends. I said I need I think I'm onto something, and I need a couple of guinea pigs and they said okay and they were trashed their husbands had run off with the secretary that kind of deal and so I said well if you would help me to see because I don't think everybody needs a therapist I don't think everybody needs to go to counseling sometimes we just need information and not to disrespect those professions because we do need them and there are places for them but for me a lot of times people just need a safe place where they can go and work on themselves. So we don't put more than six people in a workshop. And of course, all these things came over time after making all the mistakes. But uh, about five years into the business, I came home one day and I said to Ron, I said, you know what? I've discovered something like the guy with the intermittent windshield wipers. Right. I said, I know something. And he said, what's that? I said, after teaching school, being in sales and marketing for 12 years in our business, for five years, I've discovered three things about people. Number one, everybody's walking around thinking there's something wrong with them. Number two, a lot of people lack confidence. They don't know how to take a risk without all the ducks lined up. And number three, poor, poor communication skills. 
and I am going to do something about that. And Steve, I did. Okay. And I think that's um, probably a very good synopsis of what the overall human condition probably is out there for all of us. And even the most confident people you meet, you don't know what they're dealing with internally. Uh, you, you know, every, and, and everybody's got challenges. There's the old thing of uh, if you walk down the street, you probably would not want to trade places with anybody that you pass by. They're, they're all going through something, even if they, they look good, smell good, and seem like everything's uh, going right in the world. You, don't, you just don't know. So you have 700 workshops. You start up with 10. What, what kind of topics are we talking about in these workshops? What do, you, what do you talk about in there? Well, everything we do, all roads lead back to those three things. So... Uh, shortly into delivering those 10 workshops, I thought, okay, this is working. So I just need to go find some more customers. But then I had a, a one of my clients come up to me and say, have you ever thought about developing something for youth? Because they could really use this information and the weekly support. We only do workshops one hour at a time. It's not a three-day seminar where you don't remember anything after you leave. The success of what we've done has been in the delivery system. And so I said, sure. I And then the next thing you know, I have 40 workshops for youth. Okay. And then the next thing is when we were doing that initial core, what we call our core workshops, the two areas that are the most stressful for people, finances and health. So I went back to the drawing board, created 40 workshops in finance and 40 workshops in wellness. And I had some support with professionals to do that. Um, then I realized, wow, trouble in paradise. Couples need a place to go, not with a room full of people. See, the problem is, Steve, a lot of people go to huge gatherings to try to do their personal work. The, the, the marriage weekends and those kind of things, yeah. Doesn't work. You're not gonna feel safe. So. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody wants to stand up in a room of 100 couples and announce how messed up their marriage is. No, no. <laughs> so we started working with one couple at a time. We call it creating a power couple okay. because everybody has some, both parties have, takes two to make it, two to break it. Um, we have leadership, huge, huge, beautiful uh, components for leadership. I recently developed 100 workshops for entrepreneurs. My first group that I enrolled in that are now in, they just completed workshop number 87. Wow. Never missing a beat because they love it. They're because of the delivery. No more than six people in the room. It's like a mastermind group. Um, we've just recently developed a product for worthy indigenous parenting. So we have a huge indigenous population here in Canada and parenting is a huge uh, situation for them. So I just keep uh, evolving and developing as the need arises, but it always comes back to that worthiness. And when I started my work, Steve, I couldn't even find a paper that had been written on self-worth. I couldn't even find a book. It didn't exist. Yeah, I, I think the, the earliest book I read that had anything to do with self-worth, I believe was probably Zig Ziglar's See You at the Top, which was published in the I want to say the late 70s, um, but I don't know the, how much traction it had back then. Uh, that's the first time I'd ever really heard that term. And, and of course, I didn't read it back then. I read it 15 years later uh, when I was kind of more college age, you know. Uh, at that time, it was considered older, but um, that was the first time I'd ever encountered that. Now, obviously, there was a whole trend that happened following that with the self-esteem movement. Uh, but that's the earliest I remember. So when you were doing this, I would say uh, you were on the early end of that. Yes. Yeah. And because of that, a lot of people in the first stages of this didn't even know what I was talking about. See, right. Zig Ziglar, Mary Kay and Zig Ziglar were very good friends. And yeah, they, they, they went to church together in Dallas, Dallas. yes. Yeah, yeah, at our workshops. Now, he would be what we would call a motivational speaker. That's right. He wasn't really someone who supported people no disrespect here, but his he was, he was a sales trainer is really what it was. Yeah, yes. speaker. And a yeah. speaker isn't the same thing as a coach. I don't That's coach true. anybody. A coach is a totally different set of skills. A teacher is a different set of skills, but a facilitator and a mentor, those are separate levels of skill. Right. And I took some extensive training around that in 94. 
And okay. I was the toughest client in the room. Why? Because I'd been a teacher and I was so programmed. <laughs> I couldn't go to the bathroom. After I left teaching and I was out on an appointment, if it was 1030, I'd look at my watch and say, uh, do you mind? I have to go to the bathroom and have an apple because of yeah, reason. Yeah. yeah, break time. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, and I, 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 yeah, we get into our routines and our assumptions of how things should work. Programmable. Yes, the the human animal is is lives by habit, um, and there's reasons. There's a lot of research that went into that, but there's the reasons for that. I think is it it's less, it's 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 efficient. Um, our brains are less taxed if we can do things repeatedly. It kind of says, okay, well, I guess this is what we're doing, so we'll just automate that. Kind of like when you're working in a in a in a you know Excel program or something, and you say, you know, what, if I just automate this, then the numbers will just do their own thing. It makes it easier. You don't have to keep redoing it. And so our brains do the same thing, although sometimes that works to our our uh, benefit, and uh, often that does not work to our benefit. A lot of times we program ourselves the wrong way. And well, then we've got bad habits. practice makes perfect. Right. Whether Even you, if it's uh, the wrong thing. Yeah, yes, yes. We are. We can practice to do all the wrong things and be perfectionists at doing the wrong, the things the wrong way. And sometimes it's not doing the wrong things. It's just doing them the wrong way. So that's a lot of different uh, topics to cover, and I think it's it's interesting that it's uh, it seems to fly in the face of a lot of what um, the people that try to teach people how to put together training programs, what they talk about, how they want to do it. Now, you deliver these things in person, or you del you're delivering things you said you adapted to online early, right? We always did things in person. So, you know, I'd have a group of ladies around my kitchen table. I made more money around my kitchen table than I could even think about. Um, but in 2002, I had a phone call from a client of mine uh, in British Columbia. Now I'm on the East Coast, he's on the West Coast, and I had a facilitator there. But he was very high tech and he phoned me and he said, Lori, there's a new way to deliver information. It's called VOIP, Voice Over Internet Protocol. Oh, yes. Now, Steve, I got to tell you, at the time, I had a computer, but I didn't know how to use it. Yeah, uh, we're talking 2002. I had one in the office for admin and so on. So, but I trusted him, and I said, "So, what do I need to do?" And he said, "Well, there's no camera or anything. It's just voice. But the way that you deliver your workshops online would be perfect." So I enrolled with this company in Texas. Cost me like three hundred dollars a month. That was a lot of money back then to be online now yeah. what's zoom 21 bucks a month okay yeah. good on good on us and three months and i convinced all my facilitators because i've always had a team to upgrade their computers get a computer because we're going online this would make us international overnight and when you lived in my neck of the woods on the east coast this was a godsend right so anyway they did all that and three months later the company went bankrupt oh, oh. wow now we don't have the service. I had a group of blind clients at the time, and one of my girls said, did you know that blind people have been using this technology for a long time? We'll go and visit our tech support for the province, and he'll build us, he'll build you a classroom. I said, Great. okay. So we go to see him, he's, he's blind, he can't, he hadn't, he was blind at birth, Jim. And he built me a classroom. I could put 15 people in it, that was it. But that suited me perfectly because I only put six people in a workshop. Perfect. So we so went from... We have to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to pick up the story where we left off. We're with Lori Davis. She's talking about early online delivery of educational materials. We're on Building Solid Foundations. I'm your host, Steve Matley. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Fire Up Connect is the most innovative business networking group. Supporting and collaborating with a dozen of small businesses that are interested in building and establishing strong business connections. Hosting educational live seminars while carrying out business and community-driven projects, as well as marketing programs as a part of its membership program. FireUp Connect also offers virtual assistance with a wide range of services including, inbound customer support, chat support, appointment setting and email management, graphic designing video editing, web design and development social media marketing, e-commerce solution, content writing and much more. 
For more information, head on over to www.fireupconnect.com. Fire Up Connect, helping success stories unfold every day. This is Steve Matley. Join me every Thursday at 3 p.m. right here on KCAA for Building Solid Foundations Radio Talk Show. I spent decades as a professional construction manager, business owner, real estate developer, and a college educator, and I enjoy learning new things from other people. We talk a lot about real estate, business, and finance, but we cover a diverse range of other topics as well. Some of the topics we've discussed in the past few months include real estate investing, leadership, higher education, ADUs, marketing using technology, multifamily rental properties, business strategy, entrepreneurship. You never know who may show up or what they may talk about. So join us right here on KCAA for Building Solid Foundations Radio. Hi, this is Jim McLaughlin with Effective Action Consulting, and I've been a member of Fire Up Connect for, gosh, probably three years now. And what I really like about Fire Up Connect is the unique model that we go through, that we follow the agenda, so to speak, in the meeting that really has us uh, get engaged and involved with each other. In, in the meetings. It's not that we're individuals, it's that we're all really working together to better um, ourselves, our businesses, and the community through the projects that, that we work on. So I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to network with people in this environment, and it's really um, impacted my business in a big way. So take a look. Welcome back to Building Solid Foundations. I'm your host, Steve Matley. We are with Lori Davis. She's coming to us today from Alberta, Canada. We've been talking about her journey through education and then sales training and into her creating her own enterprise where she was identifying the needs of people and how to use create an education program to solve those issues, to solve what are people's deepest needs that they're not, that, that they need to be met. And she listed a lot of different topics that she covers. And all of those, um, all of those are things that seem pretty universally applicable. So when we left off before the break, she was explaining her adventure online involved early adoption of an online learning management system that ended up disappearing and how her blind clients who had been using that technology for a long time, uh, hooked her up with someone that could design it. So he designed for you a virtual classroom that could hold up to 15 students. And, and, and so take us, take us from there. Well, we did that for a while and it was quite expensive and I got that. But uh, eventually the first company started to emerge where you could have a subscription and get online and so when COVID hit and this whole Zoom thing happened, this was old hat for us. This wasn't anything new. And we, back in the day, when the camera was not available, that's actually when we attracted our male clientele because there was anonymity in that. And so men started coming to do their work and grow professionally and personally. Because let's face it, Steve, if there's no camera, and I need to have a little breakdown or I getting, you know, uh, there's no embarrassment or uh, live circles or whatever. So that was a blessing for us. And then uh, it's just been forwardly mobile since then. And it certainly cut back on our expenses drastically back in the day. I no longer had to rent hotel rooms and office space and so on. So, so we've had the benefit of online for 20 years. 20 years. It'll be 21 years in April. Yeah. And that's, that's well ahead of most online platforms out there, including most of the major universities, colleges, and school systems, uh, well ahead of the curve on that. Uh, And, and it is a way to get to people that you normally could not get to. And if you have a valuable service and it relies strictly on in-person, this is what, you know, Amazon and eBay figured out. Uh, if you have to have people go to the store to buy things, you're limited to the people that live in a drivable distance. And if you open that up to anybody with a computer, then all of a sudden the world's your oyster. Uh, you just have, now you have to ship it. And you don't have to ship things. You're delivering learning. So you don't even have the second step of trying to find out how to ship a product. So, well, we did, you know, it's getting less and less, but for years we shipped workbooks okay. and product 
And my first international client was a group of people from Taiwan. Uh, Dr. John Lin, uh, psychiatrist, he put all of his professional staff into my workshops. And I ended up actually going there for two weeks. This was in 2007 uh, to train them up so they could deliver the program. And um, that's when that was our first translation. Our core empowerment program was translated then into Chinese. So that was our first language transfer. And that's seven years after, uh, five, only five years after being online. So then the next step was, uh, you know, it's been translated into Spanish and German and French. And, and it just really expanded that whole opportunity for us. But now we're digitizing all of our workbooks so we can just send them out digital, digitally because shipping went up 230% during COVID. Yes. And we yeah. didn't want to put that cost on our clients anymore. Well, yeah, so, and you can deliver things in a PDF format to anybody yes, nowadays. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah, and, and and that's what, um, you know, I my model shifted a little bit to, now my business is very different. I work in education, but my real business is I do I do real estate development projects. You do what? And a real estate development projects. Okay. All over the place. And um, one thing I would do is we have to raise capital. So I'd have these investor packages. And then when we getting ready to sell the projects yeah. when they're done to a developer, then we have to put together packages, you know, for the property and what we've done. And uh, especially with the with the investors, I would always meet face to face with them. I talk with them. We yeah. meet. I give them a booklet, the whole thing. And obviously yeah. in the pandemic, we could not do that. No. And so we were forced to do everything uh, remotely. And now uh, the idea of, of printing one up and sending it out just doesn't make any sense to me. No, I, can, I know. I can put I it in a PDF and send it out. And you've got your information. If you want to meet me face to face, we'll set something up. But uh, yes. there's really no need to. I can I can Zoom. I can Teams. Yes. I can do Absolutely. whatever. Yeah, I can even FaceTime you, you know, whatever on the phone. Absolutely. So, so if they if you want to look at me, and and I get that because a lot of times in my business they want to look at me in in the eyes yeah. while I'm talking to them, uh, which I don't blame them. So, but we can do that now. Um, education wise, and here's the thing because you were in this so much earlier than most people. The school I work at is primarily architecture and design. I run probably the only non-design based program because I run construction management, which is like a business discipline, but. Um, they had a real issue with how to go on. We were forced to go online, and this was uh, faculty. A lot of the faculty were of the idea that you cannot possibly teach architecture online. You have oh. to be in the studio. You have to be <laughs> in the collaborative environment. You have to be where everybody's standing around critiquing the plans and putting their yeah. two cents in. And they didn't have a choice because it was either that or we don't do school. Uh, which is a problem for the students and the faculty, right? Paycheck stop and progress towards your degree stops. So we, we had basically two weeks to figure it out. And all of a sudden, okay, well, there's Teams and there's Zoom and there's Miro and there's all these different applications that allow us to do this. And there's applications where you can put a document up and people in different places electronically can at the same time be in it. So there's your studio experience. Um, and of course, they're back on ground now. Uh, but um, it did it did change the mindset a lot. And, you know, the idea that you were doing this 20 years before the pandemic ever hit, you know, that that's that's uh, that's pioneering is what that is. <laughs> yeah, I've done a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I had I, people say to me, uh, you can't be you can't be teaching this stuff. You're not a psychologist. You're not a therapist. I said, well, I'm not a counselor either. I don't counsel okay. anybody. We educate people. It's right, a teacher. Yeah, it's a teacher. I have yeah. credentials to teach, so that's what we're doing. That's right. That's right. And I have taught subjects that I am not. I don't have a doctorate degree in. It doesn't mean no. I can't learn the information, assimilate the information, and pass it on to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yes, it, and I created that too. I duplicated. You know, I have duplicated myself. I've always had a team of facilitators that I certify to teach my stuff. Right. Well, obviously, you'd have to now that you're doing it in multiple languages, unless you want to go back and learn half <laughs> well, a dozen new languages. That, yeah. Even before that, I realized, wait a minute here. I'm not going to be able to do this all by myself. Right. You know, Especially with the small with the small groups you have. You have these yeah. cohorts of one to six people. 
you obviously mm-hmm. could not scale that if you were doing everything. No. And but my first group, Steve, you know how you do if you're gonna mess up, do it with a small group of people. That's so right. it doesn't ruin your reputation. But uh, my first group started with two friends. Three weeks later, excuse me, six weeks later, I had twenty eight people come into my little postage stamp office for the workshops because they kept bringing people. Okay, so and your friends had a good experience then. This isn't going to work. You can't do your work in a room full of 28 people. So that's how we scaled it down eventually. But anyway, trial by error. Right, right. And you got to figure those things out. And when you're doing um, when you're doing a lot of the topics that you're getting into, I, th- I think you have to find that sweet spot of, okay, this is enough people to create conversation, dialogue, and exchange of ideas. But it's not, a, it's not so many people that people don't want to share. It's not enough people that nobody gets a chance to to say what they need to say or, you know, there, there's a balance in there. Oh, big time. And when you go to, let's say we go to, to a speaker or we go to a seminar workshop and there are 500 people in the room and it's a lecture setting, the retention rate there is only 2% of implementation. So there's, you don't really learn anything if you don't implement it. You know, if you're getting all kinds of information and you're not doing anything with it, that's right. You might as well not even bother. Well, and that's what makes me think of the most public universities with these 500 to 800 people, you know, freshman English classes and things. You're going, okay, nobody in here is learning a thing. This is a show up and check this off of your transcript. That is correct. And, and you leave with nothing but an emptier pocket and an expensive textbook and basically a waste of time is what it is. We're going to take another short break. I hate to be so cynical about education because I like education, but that's kind of my thought of those. So uh, we're going to take a short break. Uh, We'll be right back after this with our final segment. We're talking with Lori Davis. She is an educator, entrepreneur, mentor, trainer, and uh, all around um, visionary, I would say, based on what what, what our conversation. This is Building Solid Foundations. I'm your host, Steve Matley. We'll be right back after this. FireUp Connect is the most innovative business networking group. Supporting and collaborating with a dozen of small businesses that are interested in building and establishing strong business connections. Hosting educational live seminars while carrying out business and community-driven projects, as well as marketing programs as a part of its membership program. FireUp Connect also offers virtual assistance with a wide range of services including, inbound customer support, chat support, appointment setting and email management, graphic designing video editing, web design and development, social media marketing, e-commerce solution, content writing and much more. For more information, head on over to www.fireupconnect.com. FireUp Connect, helping success stories unfold every day. This is Steve Matley. Join me every Thursday at 3 p.m. right here on KCAA for Building Solid Foundations Radio Talk Show. I spent decades as a professional construction manager, business owner, real estate developer, and a college educator, and I enjoy learning new things from other people. We talk a lot about real estate, business, and finance, but we cover a diverse range of other topics as well. Some of the topics we've discussed in the past few months include real estate investing, leadership, higher education, ADUs, marketing using technology, multifamily rental property, business strategy, entrepreneurship. You never know who may show up or what they may talk about. So join us right here on KCAA for Building Solid Foundations Radio. Hi, this is Jim McLaughlin with Effective Action Consulting, and I've been a member of Fire Up Connect for, gosh, probably three years now. And what I really like about Fire Up Connect is the unique model that we go through, that we follow the agenda, so to speak, in the meeting that really has us uh, get engaged and involved with each other uh, in, in the meetings. It's not that we're individuals, it's that we're all really working together to better um, ourselves, our businesses, and the community through the projects that, that we work on. So I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to network with people in this environment, and it's really impacted my business in a big way. So take a look. Welcome back to Building Solid Foundations. This is Steve Matley. We are on KCA 1050 AM. We're wrapping up with Lori Davis. She is a educator, a mentor, a trainer, an author, um, and a long list of other things out of Canada. She's been a fascinating conversation with her. And, um, 
Lori, we, we've been talking about um, your background, how you got into this, what you do in your company, a lot of the innovative, truly innovative things you were doing. People now wouldn't think they're innovative, but they truly were when you started them. And and what I want to move in next to is you've also been in the broadcasting world. So we're we're on a radio slash broadcast slash streaming show, and you have a background in that. So how far back does that go? Where how did you start that? Uh, my first show, 1998, my sister said to me, you know, you should be on the air with that voice. And I went, yeah, right. You know how sometimes other people see things in you? I said, oh, I've got time for that. Like, really? Anyway, she said, yeah, and I know exactly where you need to go. Chum Radio, the largest national chain of radio stations in Canada. They're doing a live golf show. They're looking for somebody to promote the golfers, help to encourage them. It's a three-minute speech, three-minute gig. I said, I've never played a game of golf in my life. Anyway, I got the gig. I drove an hour back then. It was mainstream. You had to go to the studio and everything. And I got on there for three minutes and would drive home. I did that for six months. Loved it. Wow. Then they said, hey, they're looking for a talk show host on Sunday night. You'd be great. You should put a proposal in. I put the proposal in and I got it. And that was the beginning of my broadcasting. Mainstream radio. I've done internet platforms. If I went on to a native reservation and they had a radio station, I'd do a show. And of course that led to, uh, I, I was always a big fan of Larry King and, and great interviewers. And I really mentored with that. So yes, I've been broadcasting for about 25 years now. Okay. And that, that goes back a long way. And, and obviously radio has changed a lot in that 25 oh, years. Oh yes, It's a very different, different world. And you mentioned Larry King. Uh, he was radio, but he was also television. He was a very early on the cable systems. When those were brand new, he was one of the people that you'd see on the cable when nobody was really watching cable yet. But right. he was there, and he made a name for himself and a huge reputation and talked to anybody and everybody you'd ever think was interesting to talk to. Mm -hmm. I liked his style. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was very, very good. good. He, he wasn't flashy, and he really, he really tried to make sure that every one of his guests uh, was highlighted the best possible way, even, even if they were a personality that, you know, had a little bit of uh, animosity around them. He, he was always very congenial and tried to put him in the best light. Yeah. Yes. So it's been a joy. All right. Okay, great. Fun. Yeah. And, and um, do you still do any, um, I mean, obviously you appear on this show, but um, I'm sure you are a guest, but do you still do any of your own uh, podcasting or radio shows? Oh, yes. I do. A, yeah. I broadcast five days a week. Oh, you'd okay. I have a, great. A, an online internet television show. And yes. what, okay. And which show is that? Uh, I'm affiliated with E360 TV, and it's called okay. the Lori Davis Show. Oh yeah, we actually so that was people can go in that. and check it out. I've got about probably 150 episodes in there right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I interview okay. all different kinds of people. I do panels. Sometimes I do a solo show if it's something I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, so I cross I, I cross those borders so that my viewers have a a variety of. It's not really canned per se. So right. I have discussions, not, I don't do formal interviews anymore. Right. That, that's kind of how I approach things too, as you can tell. I, I'm a, uh, you know, let me know what topics we want to discuss and then let's approach it like we're just having a conversation over coffee and there's a lot of people eavesdropping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let it, let it kind of flow organic. I appreciate the organic conversations. And one reason I started this show is I just wanted to talk to people I thought were interesting people to talk to. And it's a way to it's a way to do it, and I can if other people listen in and they we get to share it with them. That's great. Uh, that's that's wonderful. But it's really because um, I like learning things from different people and right. meeting interesting people. Well, back in the day with Chum, you weren't allowed on the air unless you took their very formal broadcasting training. So there was another opportunity for me that I had that supported me uh, with that, and. Um, I just always have used it. See, and that was before online. So 1998, I'm broadcasting and I'm learning the ropes and everything. And then 2002, that VOIP became available. So it was a natural step for me to go there. And now I actually have a workshop I do called Powerhouse Podcasting, and I teach people broadcasting protocol. Okay, so that adds another workshop. So pretty, pretty much anything can be a workshop if it's something that there's a people that want to learn. As long as the person delivering the workshop has the credibility, I'm okay right. with that. 
Right, right. Okay. Uh, now, uh, you and I are both members of a group called GSFE, which mm-hmm. uh, most people, when I tell them that, they're surprised because it is the Global Society of Female Entrepreneurs. And it is, um, as far as I know, almost all female. From inter- It's international. Um, there's groups. It was started by uh, Robbie Motter, um, who is uh, a dear friend, wonder- wonderful person. Um, she lives in California, but she has these groups, and they're all over the U.S. They're in Canada, and then in across the country. I actually traveled with a group of them to the U.K. in December, where they launched two chapters in the London area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's a great, great organization where they they reach out. Their their goal is to do, um, I guess, on a little more of a networking and social scale, a lot of what you do, which is to help teach and empower women entrepreneurs to better to be better at their business yes and i was uh, the first canadian to join the organization and uh we actually officially made the organization international when robbie approached me about opening up a network here in canada and would i take the lead on that and i said i certainly would so that was about a year ago and um we're working to build the canadian chapter so we officially on paper made the organization international, which I'm really excited about. Right. And and I, so I was invited to go along. No, I wasn't a member, but, you know, Robbie has done so much stuff, and she was one of the biggest supporters of the events we did when I was the president of a nonprofit group. She, oh, she'd bring wow. people out and really support us. And and so, you know, I asked her, I said, well, instead of just going along, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, pay the dues, be a member, and be a part of this thing if you'll let me. You know, I, I understand if it's, you know, she said, oh, it's not just for women. We need, we'd like, it's, it's open to everybody. Um, we just focus on women. I said, that's, that's fine with me. So, so I joined up with that because I would support Robbie in pretty much anything she did. She's an amazing awesome. person. Yeah. So we're going to, we're running out of time. I want to thank you, Lori, for being on our show. Uh, if you want to uh, check out Lori, go to E360 TV, check out the Lori Davis show, find out what she has to offer. Do you have a website for your curriculum? If people want to sign up. Um, Actually, I've just revamped my whole site, but our, our website is selfworththemissinglink.com. Okay. And we've had that site for years, but we're doing huge upgrades right now. Fantastic. So you want to check out Lori H. Davis, find out what she has to offer, check out her programs. And if you need anything, uh, you can also go to the Lori Davis show at gmail.com to email the Lori Davis show at gmail.com. This is Building Solid Foundations. I'm your host, Steve Matley. And until next week, go do something different this week. Empire Talks Back. The attitude that, well, the little guy cannot win uh, seems to prevail despite the fact that over time we've seen that the little guy, if he is persistent, he becomes the big guy. Empire Talks Back. No, it's because maybe people figure out a little knowledge is like smoke. It leads to the fire. Empire Talks Back. I think this this drive for equality, this drive for justice, uh, is gathering steam as opposed to fading out. I think more and more people realize the importance of uh, the freedoms that America represents. Empire Talks Back with Wallace Allen and Friends, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on AM 1050 KCAA. But now it seems like things are finally coming around. You're listening to K-Trip, where we play all the best classic water-wasting hits like watering your lawn during the hottest time of the day and leaky faucets. They're tunes from another time because now that we face a hotter, drier future, every drop counts. Despite an extremely wet winter, keep using less water, fixing leaks, and reusing indoor water for your garden. Visit SaveOurWater.com for more ways to conserve. Up next, brushing your teeth with the water on. K-Trip. Are you looking for a good union job? The Endland Empire's 14,000-member Strong Teamsters Local 1932 has opened a training center to get working people trained and placed in open positions in public service clerical work and in jobs in the logistics industry. This is a new opportunity to advance your career and raise standards across the region. 
Visit 1932trainingcenter.org to enroll today. That's 1932trainingcenter.org. The Mortgage Voice is Jeff Barton, your mortgage advocate here on KCAA. Jeff informs you of the ever-changing mortgage industry. Mortgage loans can be confusing and overwhelming, but Jeff and his guests will help you understand the difference in various loans and help you own or keep your home. Trust is the major issue here, right? If someone doesn't trust you with their most intimate financial details and secrets, uh, it's going to be very hard for them to do a loan. Tune into The Mortgage Voice every Saturday afternoon at 3 and Sunday at noon here on KCAA. 10:50 a.m. and 106.5 FM. AM Radio provides always-on news, sports, talk, traffic, and weather reports. It also delivers vital emergency information when your community needs it most. A new bill in Congress would ensure AM Radio stays in your car. Because when cell and Internet services are down, this free emergency service is critical. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month, and you may text stop to stop. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Hey, Southern California, you know what's going on. It's my new hit show, The Scene with Doreen, and I'm your host, Doreen Taylor. Join me every week as I chat with my celebrity friends from TV, movies, music, theater, sports, and everything in between. We explore the lives and careers of some of the entertainment industry's biggest names, with some fun surprises, too. Tune in to The Scene with Doreen, Tuesdays at 7 a.m. on KCAA Radio, 1050 a.m. This is KCAA. I'm Dr. Anthony Lizowitz, and this is Climate Connections. John Deere, the company behind the iconic green tractors, plans to go even greener. By 2026, John Deere plans to make and sell a variety of electric tractors and construction equipment. As a step towards that goal, the company recently acquired a majority stake in Kreisel Electric, an Austrian company and it's building a factory in Kernersville, North Carolina, to manufacture Chrysler electric batteries and chargers. So we anticipate that that will create 50 jobs, including positions for assembly and packaging, with the potential to contribute over $3.3 million to the region. That's North Carolina Secretary of Commerce, Michelle Baker Sanders. She says she's excited about the long-term benefits of the new factory. When companies locate in North Carolina, and this will be the case here too, we see a multiplier effect where not only the company locates and grows, but any vendors and suppliers that support the company or feed into those supply chains have an opportunity to come here. So the factory that produces batteries for the iconic green tractors could also attract more green to the region. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. To learn more about climate change, visit climateconnections.org. Miss something today, yesterday, last week? Check out our podcasts at www.kcaaradio.com. We leave no listener behind. Do you love to dine out and travel? Then join me, the number one food critic, Alan Borgen, host of the Let's Dine Out TV show on PBS every Saturday at 4 p.m. for the new Let's Dine Out radio show on KCAA 1050 AM. Along with my co-host, Isabel Bussey, we will be reviewing local restaurants, interviews with culinary professionals, review new cooking products, cookbooks, plus so much more, including giving away free gift certificates. That's the new Let's Dine Out radio show right here on KCAA 1050 AM every Saturday at 4 p.m. Happy eating! For several years, KCAA has been marketing the Longevity brand of nutritional and personal care products. Our experience with Longevity has been 100% positive, so we are pleased to recommend them to you. Regarding nutritional supplements, we recommend Pollen Burst in the berry flavor and Tangy Tangerine 2.0 in the tablet form. For regularity issues, we recommend 3-Day Cleanse, and for personal care, we recommend Morning Hydration Cream. You can shop online for Longevity at www.kcaateam.com or you can order by phone by calling 800-982-3197 and tell customer support that you are part of the KCAA team. Longevity is an American company based in San Diego. Call Longevity at 800-982-3197 and ask about monthly auto ship that allows you to buy Longevity products at wholesale prices. That number again, 800-982-3197.
And now, the voices of KCAA with an exciting announcement. Want to hear NBC News or KCAA anywhere you go? Well, now there's an app for that. KCAA is celebrating 25 years and our silver anniversary with a brand new app. The new KCAA app is now available on your smart device, cell phone, in your car, or any place. Just search KCAA on Google Play or in the Apple Store. One touch and you can listen on your car radio, Bluetooth device, Android Auto, or Apple CarPlay. Catch the KCAA buzz in your earbuds or on the streets. Celebrating 25 years 